Hello and welcome to the latest podcast from The Lancet Global Health. I'm Catherine Rolfe. This month we are joined by Dr Laura Hammett, author of an article which assesses the effectiveness of 10-valent pneumococcal conjugate vaccine against carriage of vaccine serotypes and its effects on other bacteria. Let's hear from the author introducing herself. My name is Laura Hammett and I'm a paediatrician and an assistant professor at Johns Hopkins. Dr. Laura Hammett, thank you for joining us today. Could you start by giving us a brief introduction to invasive pneumococcal disease in Africa and the rollout of conjugate vaccines? Sure. Data on the burden of invasive pneumococcal disease in Africa are limited, unfortunately, because many of the regions lack the infrastructure to collect sterile site specimens and isolate pneumococcus in the laboratory. However, based on the data that are available, pneumococcus has been identified as the leading cause of death in children worldwide. In 2008, the WHO estimated that nearly 500,000 children under five died because of pneumococcal disease, most of them in Africa and Asia. We've seen tremendous reductions in disease in the developed world after the pneumococcal conjugate vaccine, or PCV, was introduced, and it's exciting that the countries with the highest burdens of disease, many of which are in Africa, have now begun to introduce PCV. And you aim to assess the effects of routine immunization with the 10-valent vaccine in Kenya. What is the value in looking at nasopharyngeal carriage instead of invasive disease itself? That's a good question. A substantial proportion of the population carries the pneumococcal bacteria in the back of the nose, and pneumococcal carriage is generally asymptomatic and benign, but the bacteria can occasionally migrate from the nasopharynx and cause clinical disease such as meningitis, pneumonia, or sepsis. Because of this causal link between carriage and disease, the vaccine's impact on carriage is an important marker of protection. In places like the U.S. and the U.K., we've seen that vaccinating children has also led to reductions in disease in people who didn't get vaccinated. This happens because children who receive the vaccine are less likely to carry the bacteria in the back of their noses, which in turn makes them less likely to transmit the bacteria to others. This reduction in transmission means that vaccinated individuals, such as parents or grandparents or siblings who are too young or too old to be immunized, have less carriage and therefore experience less disease, even though they themselves were not vaccinated. This is sometimes called herd protection. We chose to study carriage because effects on carriage occur relatively quickly after vaccination, so it provides us with an early indication of the effectiveness of the vaccine in the children who are vaccinated, as well as in children and adults who haven't been vaccinated but who may be benefiting from herd protection. We're also studying the impact on invasive disease, but a longer period of time is required to be able to accurately interpret those findings. And tell us what the findings mean and what they tell us about the extent of vaccine coverage needed to induce herd protection. Well, we were really encouraged by these results because they showed that just two years after introduction of PCV10, there was a two-thirds reduction in carriage of vaccine-type pneumococci in both children under five who are eligible for vaccination, as well as in unvaccinated older children and adults. And this tells us that vaccination of young children is reducing transmission of vaccine-type pneumococci within the population as a whole, and this is very likely to lead to herd protection and invasive disease. These findings were observed in the context of a catch-up campaign, which provided vaccine to children under five years. Approximately two-thirds of the children under five in the study area had received at least one dose of PCV10, and this two-thirds figure is similar to the level of coverage seen in other studies that have reported herd protection. However, the extent of coverage needed to induce herd protection has not been firmly established and is likely dependent on a number of factors, including population structure, social mixing patterns, serotype distribution, uh, among others. And finally, 
what threat does serotype replacement present and are there any other remaining challenges? There are over 90 different types of pneumococcus, so following vaccination, non-vaccine type strains do quickly occupy the nasopharyngeal niche where the vaccine serotypes had been living. Our preliminary data do not suggest any evidence of an increase in non-vaccine type disease at this point, but this is something we will continue to monitor. Fortunately, the vaccine covers the most invasive serotypes, so even if there was an increase in carriage of the non-vaccine types, that would not necessarily translate to an increase in disease. And we expect that the net effect would still be a marked reduction in overall pneumococcal disease. As for the remaining challenges, great progress has been made in accelerating the rollout of PCVs in the developing world, but there are still an estimated 48 million children in Gavi-eligible countries who live in areas that have not yet introduced PCV into their national immunization program. Once PCV has been introduced, it can be challenging to monitor the impact in settings without good baseline data or robust surveillance systems. However, we think that nasal pharyngeal carriage studies are a relatively inexpensive and logistically feasible approach, which could be used in resource-limited settings to monitor the vaccine's direct and indirect effects and be able to report back to policymakers on the impact of vaccine introduction. Dr. Laura Hammett, thank you for speaking with The Lancet Global Health. Well, thank you for the opportunity to discuss our work.